Hello and welcome to Homeowner AF, the Canadian first-time homebuyer podcast. I'm so excited that you're here to learn with me today, and I have a great interview in store for you. I am actually interviewing my identical twin sister, Bridget. She's also a recent client of mine who purchased her home in Sudbury, Ontario. So buckle up, sit tight, and enjoy the interview. Hey, future homeowner. I'm interrupting this episode with a question for you. Are you budgeting? I promise it doesn't have to be hard. Head to briannagoslin.com to get your free copy of my monthly money tracker. Then use the QR code to book a call and get your home ownership journey rolling, regardless of your starting point. Get your money tracker at briannagoslin.com. Bridget, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself, um, what you do professionally? Sure. Um, So I am a radio producer for Current Affairs Afternoon Show for CBC, the public broadcaster. Um, I love my job. It's just a privilege to talk to people every single day about the most incredible moments in their lives. So it's really busy. Um, and quite stressful, but very fulfilling. And my career really, that sums it up. I started over 10 years ago in journalism with CBC and it's been a wild ride. And where are you coming to us from? I live in Sudbury, Ontario. (laughs) Very nice. All right. So you are unique on Homeowner AF in that you have purchased two homes now, but the second one kind of felt like a first home purchase as well for a couple of reasons. So we'll get into that a little bit later. We're not going to put the cart before the horse. I would like you to speak about your first property transaction, which was several years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) Take yourself back. Um, And this is kind of where it all started. And I thought before that Angie was the first woman I knew who bought a home on her own, but I didn't even think of you. It was so (laughs) close, so close to me. So Bridget, tell me, how old were you when you purchased your first home? I had just turned 26. It was in 2016. And where in the world were you? (laughs) Well, um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of your listeners haven't heard of it, but I was living in Bathurst, New Brunswick. I was, uh, it was the beginning of my career and I got a gig up there in a newsroom of one and I made quite a bit of money because the public broadcaster pays well if you're living in a more rural area. And yeah, I was uh, ready to buy a house at 26. Mind you, it wasn't an expensive house. It was only about $120,000, but it was still a big deal for me. Do you purchase the house by yourself? Yes, I did. Um, I put 10% down and uh, got a mortgage from the bank. And what did the house hunting process look like for you at that time? And what year was it? 2016? 2016. Yeah. So I should say um, the area that I bought in in Bathurst is uh, relies on mining, uh, fishing and um, 
forestry, uh, forestry products and that kind of thing. Um, everything had shut down by the time I got there is an economically depressed area. The mine had shut down, the mill had shut down. And so property values plummeted. Um, however, it's kind of an idyllic place. Um, and it's a nice lifestyle. So everything I went to look at was, um, probably between a hundred thousand dollars and 150,000. And, um, it was an interesting process because like you said, I did it alone. I financed this home alone. However, I was in a relationship and the man that I was in a relationship was um, very well known in the community, um, but you know, didn't have the funds to buy with me. And so it was very uh, difficult and kind of beat me down that process. And I ended up getting the third house I saw. And what was it about that house that made you want to purchase it? So at the time, <laughs> excuse me, I thought it was a, a really great idea to have a home and rent out rooms or have room, not renting out rooms really, but have roommates. There were three bedrooms um, and it was a really big house for the price um, and three full bathrooms. So I thought that would be a great idea. I wanted to make sure I had something that had a great master for me and my partner, and then um, had some, you know, sizable rooms for tenants. And it was a beautiful home. It was built in the 30s, I believe. Um, it was right downtown, which was important to me as a young person who wanted to be, there wasn't a lot going on, but I wanted to be there if there was anything going on. I didn't have children, so, this house didn't have a backyard because it was in the downtown core and a lot of the lots had been split up four ways um, in the years after 1930s. So it was kind of perfect for me as someone who wanted to live a more dynamic like city downtown lifestyle and have tenants as well. It was, yeah, it was a really nice home and I, uh, I still really like it. So what was the experience of having tenants? Specifically, how did you feel living in the home and having tenants? And did, what kind of agreement did you have? Was it um, a contract or what did that look like for you? So at that point, um, you, so these prices will not be relatable probably because it was in 2016 and New Brunswick and uh, very cheap. So I rented out two rooms each at five or $600. I can't remember a month. And for that, they had complete use of the house. I had a master and with an ensuite bathroom. And so I didn't use their bathroom. Um, we all lived upstairs and then we shared kitchen area, living space, uh, all of that. And it was quite a big house. Um, I also had a cleaning person or, you know, somebody come in and clean every week. I thought that was important because I was living there and, um, it was a lot of work and I just did not want the politics of people living together and not cleaning. So that was a really good decision, I thought. And the two people who rented from me were two young professionals, a speech uh, speech language therapist and a physiotherapist. And they were lovely. They were both um, a little bit younger than me and great tenants for the most part. Uh, How did and, you find and it worked really, really well? How did you find your tenants? 
So on Facebook, I think Kijiji at that time was the best place uh, to find people. And I didn't vet them that thoroughly, to be honest. There weren't that many people who reached out because at that time, $600 was a lot of money, even for like a one bedroom there. So um, yeah, and, and nobody paid utilities. That was on me as well. So let's fast forward to when you had to make a move and Mm -hmm. what did that look like in relation to the house? How would you deal with that? Okay, so it was a very uh, difficult time for me financially. I was recovering from being in a pretty abusive relationship and I was moving quite hastily. So um, I accepted a job in during the winter and I sold or I I moved July 1st of, of 2017. So I'd only had this house for about a year before I moved out. Um, and so I put it up for sale and it remained for sale for quite some time. And for my tenants, actually, it was interesting because one of the young women who was renting from me was able to save up enough for her own down payment and bought her own home. Um, They knew I was interested in selling. And so my other roommate went with her and rented from her, which very happy uh, that happened. That was a good situation for them. And so I had to move in a new tenant and I ended up renting it out for $900 for the entire home, which at the time was a really good price had a hard time finding a tenant who would be able to pay that. A lot of people were asking me for a rent to own situation. And I ended up uh, having another young professional woman come in. She worked at the mine. Um, There were small mining operations going on. So I was feeling pretty good about it by the time I moved out and I moved to Saskatchewan for work. Mm -hmm. So how long did you hold on to that house uh, before selling it? Um. Yeah, here's the tough part. I had it for sale since uh, July of 2017 or uh, June of 2017, and it didn't sell until December of 2019, so almost 2020. And then at that point, how how did that what happened with that? It was brutal. Um I had a hard time. So the thing that kept happening with my tenants, the good ones or or the ones that were easier to deal with, they were, uh, they saved enough money for a down payment and then they'd move out and buy their own house. Great. Um, towards, you know, 20, the end of 2017, I had a really hard time getting tenants and ended up uh, going with some people who were just very difficult to deal with, had to chase for rent and um, things like that. What I learned later was that um, they had moved in a lot of people into my home and had started, you know, putting curtains on door frames so that they could make new rooms. It was it was a lot. And it turns out that while I had people coming through to see the house, which was only periodically, um, they were seeing all of this and I had no idea it was happening in my home. And you were my, in another province, right? This was happening in New yeah. Brunswick and you were in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. My realtor never told me. Um, I had left a good friend of mine kind of in charge of, of looking over things and he would come in once a month and make sure everything was okay. Um, he didn't tell me what was going on and eventually it was one of the um, people who was, were interested in the house. And they said, you need to know this 
and told me what was happening. This whole time, I was just losing money on the house because my rent, my um, my mortgage was about a thousand dollars a month, and utilities came up to almost the same thing um, because we were uh, heated by oil. And it got very cold in the winter and there were many repairs that had to be done because of these tenants. So I ran out of money, essentially, even though I was renting this thing. Um, unfortunately, I was in another relationship that became very financially abusive. And so I was in a situation by the end of 2019, I had parked my car. I couldn't afford the insurance. I was going to the food bank and I had this house that I had to sell. And um, eventually I, we found a buyer who bought it sight unseen because it was such a good price. And um, I lost about uh, $10,000 on that. $10,000 I didn't have to lose, but fortunately my family helped me out. Oh, deep breath. That was, uh, that was an experience that, I mean, that, (laughs) Truly, I think that's an important story because that is reality in home buying. It's a great investment, uh, but there are times that it is a risk. And what happened to you was a set of unfortunate circumstances, but it is real money and it has real consequences when things um, don't turn out in the way that you hoped. So um, going forward... You had a bit of a different experience with your second transaction. So, you know what? I'll let you start at whatever um, (laughs) point that you would like to start in that home buying journey. Because I know uh, maybe when did you realize that um, it was attainable for you to buy your second home? Um, Well, honestly, after a lot of therapy, um, I had to kind of... (laughs) No, I had to reframe how I thought of myself in terms of decision making because I've really struggled with my mental health throughout my life and I had to trust myself again because at the time the house the first house seemed like a good idea and it was but things changed. So by 2020 I was getting back on my feet very slowly. I was doing a lot of therapy and trying to rebuild my not rebuild my credit because it wasn't really bad but payback all the money that I had borrowed in order to cover the closing costs on my last house. I met my now partner. Um, eventually we moved in together in at the end of 20 beginning of 2021. And we were living in Newmarket because I came to live with you when you were living in Oshawa, which was a huge help to me, not only um, financially, but in in all ways of my life. So thank you. Um, And so I moved out, went to Newmarket with my partner because we were both working in the GTA, but neither of us, even in 2021, were able to afford an apartment there. So we had to move all the way to Newmarket. Um, And we knew that was not going to be sustainable for us. Um, And we started to think about my looking for another job. I was no longer working in journalism and I was very unhappy. I had taken a job in the GTA to kind of get out out of my situation in Saskatchewan. And so I got a new job. I applied back to CBC, was really psyched when I got it. And uh, it was in Sudbury which um, my partner has lived in the GTA all his life. So it was it was a risk to move, but it was a bit better money. And um, he was able to find a job up here. 
when we got here, we thought, okay, we can do this. I think we had had about $5,000 saved. And then once our rent went down just a little bit and I was making even a little bit more money, I started putting away about $1,000 a month, which to me is quite sizable on my salary. And And I'll clarify here for those who don't know, Sudbury, the Sudbury market, though it is a very strong real estate market, is more affordable than the GTA market. So I think that probably coupled with all these things, um, the slight bump in income income and decrease in rent Mm -hmm. made it more attractive, right? Totally. And that's one of the reasons we moved up here. That's why I was looking at a job up here because we thought it's going to be very difficult without significant help from from somebody that we didn't necessarily want at the time um, to get anything in the GTA. So yeah, it was the catalyst. And so we moved up here and it just kind of snowballed. And I feel very fortunate and very privileged that this happened at this time for us. Um, And we started to realize, okay, maybe we can buy a little sooner than we thought. And so we had plans for earlier or for um, to buy right about now, but which is um, mid-September. But we actually ended up buying back in April because we got actually some uh, money from family members that was very helpful and we had saved so much. And it was just kind of, it hit at the right time. We saw Mm -hmm. prices going up on houses and we thought, okay, we have to do it now if we're going to do it. And you've glossed over it a little bit, but because I'm close to the situation, I will say the only way to describe what you guys were doing is aggressively saving. Mm -hmm. You guys were really thoughtfully, like you had a plan and (laughs) you were like giddy at the thought of like (laughs) how, how well you were doing and how on track you were with your goal. But there was goal setting involved and you guys were meticulous in tracking your finances. And that was something that I saw on my end um, that gave me a little bit of insight into how seriously you were taking it. And then I thought, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, like you guys are closer than, than you thought. And yeah. Do do you want to speak on that a little bit about how that felt to be saving in that way? Yeah, that's really validating to hear you say that um, because you're the financial professional. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've always been pretty on top of my money, but afraid of it at the same time. Definitely scarcity mindset. Um, But meeting my partner really kind of inspired me to see things that were possible personally and financially and all that. So um, it was it, it felt really, really good. We both had come from places of financial instability and shame around money and all of that. And it really kind of, I don't know, renewed my self-confidence and made me think, okay, when we buy the house, we're going to be ready. We can do this now. And I still worry about the costs associated with home ownership, but you know, we put this much away, we can keep living like this and have still a good lifestyle and pay our mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You folks seem very in control, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me so once you moved, you started thinking more seriously about home ownership. And then when did you start the pre-approval process? Ooh, um, I think we started it at maybe in February. 
Mm-hmm. You would know better than me, Brianna. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We started winter. chatting. We started having. So I operate from Muskoka and Bridget is in Sudbury and we don't see each other often. So we'd have. Unfortunately. Yeah. We'd have these biweekly um, Google meets with her partner and myself and Bridget. And we would talk about how things are going and kind of rejig the timeline if we needed to. And I just answer any questions that they would have about the process. And it was nice for me to kind of keep tabs on them and see exactly what was going on. And I think it was helpful also for Bridget and her partner. Oh, absolutely. Brianna, at first, even though I had had a mortgage before, (laughs) I felt like I was flying blind. The last time I did this, I was 26. I'm 33 now. And I felt just completely spoken down to and doing it with you was actually, you know, like an exciting process. Like I was discovering things rather than getting it wrong and finding out later. So having that knowledge and learning more and, you know, you helping us with seeing what a budget could be and seeing what our down payment would look like all the way through to the end. You had a timeline for us that was very, very comforting. And it helped us set expectations with our realtor as well. And I mean, I'm I'm jacked up too. Like I'm excited oh, yeah. when I'm well, we're meeting <laughs> like this is a happy transaction, right? So it's so nice to work with first time home buyers, especially because mm-hmm. there's the opportunity to kind of um, impart some knowledge that'll make life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Especially because I had probably the same experience as you did with my first mortgage, and uh, yeah, it was less than pleasant for me. So I'm. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. That's so nice. You're welcome. And sometimes, sorry, Brianna. That's okay. Sometimes we would come to you very anxious and, and not quite understanding one piece. And it was like a light bulb. The moment you would kind of clue into what we were worried about and explain it, that was, uh, an integral piece of the process and really helped probably are that's so funny because i say all the time people are anxious about money because they don't know and Mm -hmm. there's this tendency to freeze and cower and then like hide your head in the sand if you don't know about one tiny little thing and where would you have learned that and who expects you to know those things like literally nobody so yeah that Whenever my clients apologize for asking questions, I say, please don't. (laughs) Nobody expects you to know this. I wouldn't know this if it wasn't my job. Um, But anyways, that was very lovely feedback. Thank you. So we went through the pre-approval process. And then once you have the pre-approval letter in hand, what did the house hunting experience look like? So I'm fortunate. I had my partner with me, but I will just say that I went into this house hunting process with the mindset and the confidence of a six foot tall white man. Like <laughs> I, I was, I have really developed a lot since the last time. And I, I thought, you know, I'm going to assert my, uh, my independence here and make sure they know what I'm talking about. So that's how I went into it. And me and my partner were a great team. He is a carpenter. And so we were, I mean, you know, what the market is right now. And even in Sudbury, it was the same. Um, inspections were not a thing. 
not happening. There's going to be a bit of a bidding war. So um, Matt went in and he could tell right away if Sudbury is built on rock. (laughs) So um, he could tell, you know, foundation issues, things like that, or if a renovation had just been slapped on something to sell. And so that was a completely new experience for me. Our realtors were great in making sure we knew, um, you know, what was going on and things about the different neighborhoods because we were new to the area. And we saw maybe five homes, five or six, and um, we ended up offering on two of them. So it was uh, it was a pretty quick process. I think we were only looking for maybe a month or two. Mm-hmm. And you folks were pretty well informed, like you went in having a number in mind, having a budget in mm-hmm. mind, a monthly payment that you were comfortable with. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, you had also we had had a lot of chats around um, what your down payment would look like in a monthly payment. And um, you had accounted for that. So, and it's also quite a competitive market still in Sudbury. So especially first time homes or um, starter homes. Oh yeah. So you had to move quickly and it seems wise that you did move quickly now. So you've been in your house. How long now? We moved in on June 24th. So it's been um almost three months then yeah whoa isn't that amazing yeah i i am happier than i've ever been it feels we 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 had some pretty pretty intense rentals so it just seems like a relief it's so amazing so if you can reflect on the two transactions, the one in Bathurst and the one in Sudbury, <laughs> um, what kind of lessons did you learn in Bathurst that you applied to your next home purchase in Sudbury? I'll just say that while we were talking about this new home, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tra- I'm, are you triggered? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, the difference. Oh, there are so many differences, but I learned um it's like I said, I learned, number one, that I want to be respected in every transaction. And, you know, this is a, you know, somewhat of a professional transaction, still emotional. Um, but I I learned to speak up and ask questions if I was skeptical about something or wanted to know more. So that was one, one part. I also learned that... Um, um, you know, not to be afraid of things not going completely to plan and trust that I'm going to be okay. So that was a little bit different. Um, and letting go of control was that, was that okay. tough? <laughs> um, yes, I, well, yeah, I really, I mean, even when I think about my job, when I think about, you know, the various things that I've done, I definitely like control. And when things are out of my control or I, I feel helpless to change them, that is the most difficult thing for me. So I had to continue to be positive and kind of be a cheerleader, both for myself and for my partner, because we were going to get through it. We were going to get a house right now. It's difficult. I had to keep reminding us it's going to be really hard for a little while. You definitely have to be resilient to be a first-time homebuyer in 2023. I will give you that, Bridget. You summed it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I do think that the process was a little easier on us than others because of our location. Um, Not to discount 
the work we've done, but I do feel we were very fortunate. Absolutely. I agree. I think um, everything was kind of aligned and you made some great decisions and I'm just really happy for you. And I'm very thrilled that I could be a part of it. Oh yeah. Brianna, this is really happy ending for me and you're so supportive. So thank well, you it's not so the much. Ending, it's the beginning. Well, yes. Putting a, um, putting a different chapter to bed, but this is the beginning of great things. Absolutely. So I have one last question for you. If you had any wisdom that you could impart on specifically young women looking to purchase homes alone or hoping to purchase alone, um, what would you tell them? Hmm. And this can be directed at either 26-year-old Bridget or 33-year-old Bridget. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was going to say trust yourself, but 26 year old Bridget didn't know enough to trust herself and didn't know herself (laughs) enough to trust herself. So I would say, get in touch with a professional who can help you, who is kind and who is, you know, there are so many people working in niche markets. You work with a lot of first time home buyers, find someone who's providing what you need and ask them questions because I didn't do that the first time. I didn't know that would even be available to me that I could work with a mortgage professional who would even think of helping me with other areas and, and the whole, the whole journey towards home ownership. So if you can find a professional, do that. Yeah. I think you can I would, do it. You can do it. I would add, um, you're not bothering them. Yes. <laughs> if you have yeah. a question, don't apologize and you're not bothering them because especially with young women, I get so many apologies and it's like, girl, it's my job. <laughs> I'm happy Absolutely. to speak to you. Please don't apologize. Yeah. And even, you know, you're my sister. I had a little extra, <laughs> you know, an extra in there. And even then. You were very gracious and happy to help me. So yeah, there are great professionals out there. Find the one for you and find one you trust. Absolutely. And with that, I'm going to say thank you, Bridget, for guesting on the podcast and for sharing your story and for your candor. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I'm honored. Thank you.